Amen. Amen. Thanks, Chris. Woo! Good morning, everybody. Woo! It really is. Uh, this is one of my favorite days of the year. Hey, welcome, you guys watching online. Um, thank you for tuning in and being a part of our online service. But this is one of those days where, hey, you're missing out being here in person. I know we have people watching all over the country and around the world, but if you're here locally, man, don't miss what's happening here at Coast, and we'd love for you guys to come and join us, because this is going to be a lot of fun today. Uh, twice a year, we have Life Group Sunday, where we kind of throw open the doors. As Chris said, our service format is pretty much the same. Everything is just a little bit shorter, so that we can allow you time to go out and check out all the tables, all the different groups. In fact, we had so many groups this semester that... We had to actually give two groups per table. So um, just go around, check it out. They've got candy and some snacks, and it's just going to be a lot of fun. Um, and, but the most important thing, of course, is signing up for a life group. In fact, that's so I just want to kind of cut to the chase, so to speak, and uh, tell you what the purpose of my message is today. Um, I want to challenge you to get connected to be a part of community here at Coastal and uh, to sign up for a life group. I mean, it is as simple as that. Uh, now, it's exciting that uh, over 700 people have signed up for groups, uh, but there are still more people at Coastal that have not yet signed up. By the way, there are some groups that are already at capacity, and uh, groups here at Coastal is almost like taking a college class where you, you better hurry up and sign up for the classes that you want because the class that you want might get filled up and you might not be able to be a part of it. So, you know, some people only have so much capacity in their living room, right? You can't have 50 people in somebody's living room. But, so I want you to sign up for a group. I mean, that, that's, the, that's the simple priority for today. I'm going to challenge you uh, to make some time to reprioritize your life uh, and to get into a group for one semester. Not for life. I know we call them life groups. That might scare you off. I don't know. But it's not for life. Uh, our groups last, depending on the group that you're in, uh, about 8 to 12 weeks. And uh, all of the groups, unless otherwise noted in your catalog, begin starting next Sunday. We have several groups that meet on Sunday, but they begin the week of September the 17th. So I just want to say something to you guys today. Man, don't miss out on a move of God at our church. On a move of God. And not only here at our church, but, but in your life. Don't miss out on that by not being a part of the community here at Coastal. Let me say something. I love, I love what we do here on Sunday mornings. Man, I do. I, I mean, I just love it. I love the worship. I love our music, our worship team. I love watching people come to faith. Like, this is an exciting place to be, week in and week out. Life change happens here. I don't understand how people would ever want to miss being here. I mean, I love just opening the doors and encouraging you to bring your friends and neighbors and family and coworkers, people who don't have a church home, people who don't know Jesus, and then we have an opportunity to share the gospel with as many people as possible. I mean, it's just exciting. But there is a weakness in a crowd, okay? Here it is. It's hard to grow in a crowd. And what I mean by that, because some of you might be thinking, yeah, but Pastor Chris, I get fed, this is great, I love it. Hear me out. You do not live out, walk out your faith in a crowd. 
You need community. You and I were created for community. And at Coastal, one of the primary ways that we live that community out, that we walk that out with other believers, is through our life groups. Man, I love our life groups. I mean, I've been the pastor here at Coastal. Jan and I started this church over 33 years ago, and I love our groups. We've had, we've had life groups for all that time. I love the community that, that I've come to personally experience because I've been in a life group over the years. I love that I have what we call here at Coastal three o'clock in the morning friends because I've been a part of a life group. What's a three o'clock in the morning friend? A three o'clock in the morning friend is when you end up in jail and you got a phone call to make, you got some people you can call. Okay, some of you are gonna need that, okay? You know that. Now, I love that I know many of your stories and you know mine because we've been in a life group together over the years. You know what I love as the, as the senior pastor here at Coastal? I love that the first call that many people here at Coastal make when they're in need or they're in trouble or they're sick or they're hurting, it's not me. You know who it typically is here at Coastal? It's people that they've done life with in a life group. It's their other life group members. It's their life group leaders that they've had. That's, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. That's the church being the church. Notice what the Bible says in Romans 12, 5. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, I belong to you. Go ahead and say that right now. I belong to you. I think... Yeah, there we go. I think we just had a few marriage proposals, right? I'll be available after the service for some counseling and scheduling. Um, so here's what I want to do today, okay? Really quickly, and again, Chris is right, we kind of shorten our service to allow time in between the services to just to go and check out the groups and ask questions and, you know, fellowship and grab some snacks and all that kind of stuff. And he is correct. Do not, parents, please... Do not go get your children, because we'll finish early in here, but we will make an announcement right about 9.30 that for you to now go get your kids. Because if you get them, you are simply going to interrupt their programming. And my wife, our children's director, is not going to be happy with me. So don't do that, okay? But please go get your kids, okay, when the time comes. Don't forget about them. So really quickly, I want to explain why you ought to get connected today. Why you ought to, you know, be in, in community. Why you ought to, you know, make the effort, take that initiative. And, uh, and then again, we're going to give you, actually give you a chance to go do that. To go sign up for a group. So why? Why is this so important to get connected? What is it like? Okay? That's the question I want us to answer today. What is it like to be spiritually connected with other people and to grow in community with each other so the bible tells us number one it's like being a brick in a building it's like being a brick in the building uh the bible compares the church to a spiritual house a spiritual building look at ephesians chapter two together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and the cornerstone is christ jesus himself We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made a part of this dwelling where God lives by his 
Spirit. How many of you have ever walked through a building, a construction site, while it's being built? Anybody? Yeah. Maybe it's your home, you've had some remodeling done, or you had a house built. You can walk around and you see lots of different pieces of potential building in, in, on the floor, right? You know, depending on the construction site, you maybe saw bricks or pieces of wood, you know, some metal, some switches, some boxes, some wires. However, as long as they are still disconnected, they're not really a part of the building yet. Now, they're in the building, which is a start. You're glad to see that happen. But they're not really a part of the building yet. Guess what? Sadly, that describes some of you. It does. You know, you, you come to Coastal, right? You're in the building. You attend here. But you're not really a part of the Coastal family. It, it's like you're in the building, but you're not a part of the building yet. Because you're not connected. You know, not, you're not in a group. You don't serve. You, you come and you sit and you, you hear God's word. You know, you sing the songs. You go out. You talk to a few people on the way out. And then you go home. But in a lot of ways, you're still just a spectator. You're not actually a participator. Listen, you got to get connected. This passage in Ephesians says that God is building a spiritual temple, a living building. And it's going to last forever. To be part of it, you got to get connected to it. Now why? Why did he choose a building to demonstrate what this connection is like within the church. Because in a building, all the connected parts support each other. Support each other. Again, think about it. Beams support other beams. Walls support other walls. Hold the roof up. They're all connected. They're all working together to support each other. And that's one of your deepest needs in life. It is. Support. You need emotional support. You need physical support. You need spiritual support. So where are you going to get all that? You know, if, if you're not connected. You know, do you have a group of three o'clock in the morning friends that are going to hold you up in the tough times? You know, the Bible teaches that you weren't meant to go through life disconnected and unsupported. Number two. Being spiritually connected in community is also like being part of a body. A body. The Bible calls the church the body of Christ. Over and over and over again you see that. Back to Romans 12. Let's back it up to verse 4 and and 4 and 5. It says this. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of his one body and each of us has a different work to do. And since we are all one body in Christ, here it is again, we belong to each other, and each of us needs all the others. Now, these verses here are just packed with spiritual truth. And really quickly, I want to point out five. Five truths from, from these, this passage here. Notice that in the church, we're all unique. Okay, first of all, we're all unique. In other words, we're all different. You know, the, the Bible calls for unity, not uniformity. We're all different. We're all unique. God doesn't want you to be like anybody else. 
He's not called you to be me or me to be you. He wants you to be you. Okay? So we're all unique. The other truth that we see here is that everybody has a different role to play. You know, we all, we all have a, a different work to do. You know, think about it. Again, in a body, not every part does the same thing. Can you imagine if all the parts of your body did the exact same thing? I mean, that would be ridiculous, right? It'd be redundant, uncomfortable, and unnecessary. So we all have a role to play, you know? We have different roles to play in the body of Christ, the church. Here's another truth. We're all needed to make the body, the church, complete. We're all needed. You know, he says here, you know, the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. The ear can't say to the nose, I don't need you. We're all needed. Now, some parts of the body are very small, but they're still necessary. You know, in fact, some of you, I think, come to church and you're like, yeah, you know, in the, in the, in the church, in the body of Christ called coastal, I'm nothing more than a toenail. Just a toenail. Have you ever lost a toenail? You ever got a toenail ripped off your foot? Do you notice when it's gone, right? I mean, it's pretty uncomfortable. Even when the littlest part of your body gets hurt, you notice it. Listen, there are no insignificant little people in the body of Christ. There's not. Listen, if you are at Coastal, you are needed. You know, you're not just a number. You're not here by accident. But you need to understand something. God brought you here because you have a role to play. Here's the other truth we see in this passage. We talked about this a little bit. We all belong to each other. We all belong to each other. The Christian life is not just a matter of believing. It's also a matter of belonging. You say, well, I believe in Jesus. Man, that's great. You're halfway there. Now you need to belong to his body. You know, you need to be a brick in the building, a part of the body. What good is a body part that is detached from the body? We all need each other. We all belong together. You make a commitment to Christ, and you also make a very important commitment to the body of Christ. And you say, hey, that's where I'm going to be connected. You know, that's my family. That's my home. Here's another truth from this passage. We all need to be connected to each other. You know, when, when, you're, when you're disconnected, you're not very effective. I mean, it's as, it's as e- easy to understand as what good is an eyeball that's disconnected from the body? What good is a hand if it's detached from the body? None. So here's the easy parallel. God wants you to be connected to his body because you cannot be effective as a believer without being connected. Now why? Why did God choose the body as an illustration of this being spiritually connected, of what community looks like, of what the church should look like? Because in a body, all the parts grow together. You know, think about those different body parts. If they're disconnected, if they're detached, can they grow? No. So I don't think I can say this any more clearer than this. You cannot be all that God wants you to be and grow to be what God wants you to be without being attached to the body of Christ, a church home. 
We grow in community with others. You know, by sharing and, and doing life together. That's how you grow. You know, how else do you think you actually, you know, live out the, the fruit of the Spirit? You know, love, joy, peace, patience. You know how you do it? By, by being in relationships with other people. Sometimes the very people who get on your ever-loving last nerve and drive you crazy. That's how you grow. That's how you develop. Number three, being spiritually connected is kind of like being a sheep in a flock. A sheep in a flock. Psalm 100, verse three. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Now, if you know anything about sheep, that really doesn't sound that appealing. You know, a sheep in a flock, kind of dirty, kind of smelly. You know, but if you remember Psalm 23, 1, it says, the Lord is my what? Shepherd. I have all that I need. All that I need. When you get into God's flock, the great shepherd, Jesus, takes care of all the needs in your life. Jesus said this in John 10, 14 and 15. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. Here's what you might need to have heard today. That's how much God loves you. That's how much you matter to God. Jesus, the great shepherd, he laid down his life for you. Now, why did God choose the flock as, as an image? One of the images of, you know, what it means to do life with people, to be spiritually connected. Well, because in a flock, sheep are protected and cared for. Sheep are protected and cared for. Listen, that's one of the functions of a church. That's one of the functions of, of life groups. You know, we, our church will never be able to grow beyond our capacity to care for people, you know, for, for community. You need that in your life. You know, when, when you're getting beat up in the world, when your marriage and family are being strained to the limit, when you're going through some sort of personal crisis, you need people that will step into your life and, and you know, go, step up to, to the bat for you. You know, you need people, when everybody else seems to be walking out of your life, they, they are walking into it, walking with you. You know, they're, they're there to protect you and to, to, to care for you. Now, the reality is there are, gonna be, there are going to be some things that happen in your life. Here, here's the hard truth that are very, very difficult, very painful. Like, we're all going to lose loved ones. We're all going to have stumbling blocks. We're all going to have heartache and, and despair. And only a fool would go through all of life totally unprepared for what we all know is inevitably going to happen. You see, you need the support in your life now. You need to, be, you need to start building that into your life now. Now, is it going to happen overnight? No, but you need to begin to take that initiative and to begin to make those relationships because you don't know when the crisis is going to come. You don't know when the hurricane is going to hit. Listen, you need that support group. You need those three or four or five. You don't need a hundred, but you need those four or five people in your life that are going to be there when you need them. And the time to prepare for that is now. And God says that the safety net, 
that he planned from the beginning for your life is a group of believers who are committed to you. Now again, I'm not saying that, you know, every single semester it's going to be, you know, relational euphoria in your group. And, you know, overnight you're going to meet your best friends. But what I am saying is this. If you'll take a little bit of initiative, and our group leaders will provide the atmosphere, and we'll be praying for each other and and experiencing life together and sharing God's word together, over time, you're going to meet your three or four or five people in your life that you're going to have community with. And the life group is the place for that. How many of you um, live in a neighborhood where you've got signs up that say, Neighborhood Watch? Anybody, anybody still do that in your neighborhoods? You know, you have like a HOA maybe, and there's a crime watch, you know, and all that kind of stuff. When, when, when you see that, what, what is that? Well, that's like a, you know, a low-level sign of, you know, community in a certain way because basically, you know, you're saying in that neighborhood, in that community, hey, we kind of, you know, we watch out for each other around here a little bit. You know, we try to take care of each other. Now, how many of you, when you went on vacation this year, reached out to a friend a sucker, I mean a friend, and you said, hey, could you watch out, you know, come and feed Fido. Anybody, like, you know, come and take care of Fluffy while you were away, or just, hey, could you kind of drop by, you know, just turn on the lights for me, just check, take care of my stuff, look after my things while I'm away. A lot of people do that, right? It's kind of a normal thing. I actually had somebody here at Coastal uh, ask me to... Um, Look out and feed their cat while while they're away. And uh, they'll never do that again. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, but it was a really sweet funeral. I really, it was really nice, I promise. Anyway, um, but we do that because we all want our stuff looked out for. We want people to take care of our things, take care of our, you know, possessions. So I got to ask you kind of a, a, a deeper level question this morning. Here it is. Who do you have looking out for your soul? Because your soul is more important than your stuff, right? I mean, I think we believe that cognitively. But do you really have that? Do you have people who are helping you out in your spiritual journey, watching out for you to make sure that you're still growing, to make sure that you're not getting discouraged and depressed and to feel like giving up? Listen, that's why you need to get connected. Again, we, you know, we, we, can, we can only... You know, bring the water out before the horse. We can't make you drink it, right? We can leave the horse to water. We can't make you drink. And I feel like here at Coastal, we provide the water. We provide the opportunity. But you gotta, you gotta drink it. You gotta do it. What's holding you back? Why not? That's why you ought to get connected. But you know, I think as we go through this about what a building looks like, you know, what connectivity looks like in the body and the building and the flock and all of that, you need to be asking yourself this question too. Who am I doing those things for? I mean, that's probably the more important question. Who am I looking out for? Who am I praying with? Who am I getting connected to? And again, these groups provide an opportunity for you to do that. Now, The last image of being spiritually connected is one that you're familiar with. You've all heard this before. We talk about it a good bit around here. Number four, it's like being a member of a family. The member of a family. The Bible calls the church the family of God. A spiritual family. 1 Timothy 3.15 says, So that if I am delayed, you will know how people must conduct themselves in 
the household of God. Other translations say the family of God. This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and foundation of truth. So, how are we to conduct ourselves as members of God's family? Look at Romans 12.10. Love one another with, here it is, brotherly affection. Why? Because we're a family. Outdo one another in showing honor. Again, we are a family. The little phrase there, one another, outdo one another, love one another. It's used 58 times in the New Testament. And you, you'll see these phrases over and over. The Bible says we're to love, for, love one another, care for one another, encourage one another, support one another, give to one another, help one another, pray for each other. On and on and on and on. And that's what it means to be connected to a family. You know why? Why did God choose the family as this illustration of what it's like to be spiritually connected? You know, in in a church, in a body. Why? Well, because in a family, we love each other. Simple as that. We love each other. Now, those of you who have uh, been through our membership class, you know that in the membership commitment, One of the things that we expect of members here at Coastal is that we're to love each other. Love each other. Now, what is love? What is love? I like this definition. Love is a choice. It's a commitment. It's a decision to treat someone as you would want to be treated. Listen to this. Regardless of how you feel, And regardless of how they respond, that's love. It's a commitment. It's a choice to treat someone as you want to be treated, regardless of how you feel in the moment and regardless of how they respond. Because there's an awful lot of life where you don't feel like being very loving and there's a lot of, you know, times when you do the loving thing or you try to and they don't respond the way you want them to. Now, listen to this. Hear me out. That does not mean, again, that you are going to be best buddies with everybody here at Coastal. But That's right. Amen. Yeah. But we are called to love each other. And again, that doesn't mean that you're never going to drive one another crazy from time to time. That you're not going to get on, or somebody's not going to get on your ever-loving last nerve. Sometimes it's going to be me, you know. You're going to hear one too many cat jokes and, you know, you're not going to be happy with me. But we've made a commitment to what? To love each other. To love each other. That's one of the greatest witnesses we have, by the way, to the watching world. That in spite of our differences, in spite of our preferences, in spite of our different you know, political persuasions and all the stuff of this world, we still love one another. So I want to I close today uh, with just one simple question. Why would you stay disconnected even one more day? Why? You know, I mean, God has designed the local church to meet all of your basic needs with you participating 
love, protection, care, growth, support, encouragement. And so I'm simply saying that here at Coastal, the best place over time to experience that is in a life group. What are you waiting for? You know, today, like I said, our service is going to be a little bit shorter. And when you're dismissed, go check out the groups. Sign up online or sign up at a table today. Not only has God promised to meet your greatest needs through the local church, but that all starts, it begins by being committed and connected to Christ. You know, I said it's, it's a matter of believing and belonging. And sometimes people aren't ready to believe yet until they begin to experience a little bit of belonging, a little bit of community. And that's why we try to love people to Christ here at Coastal. But what about that commitment? Do you believe? Have you committed your life to Christ yet? That's the most important commitment. Do that and then grow in community with others. Bow your head and pray with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you today for uh, the community that we've experienced here at Coastal over the years. And God, I'm so very, very thankful and grateful for all of our life group leaders here at Coastal. God, who just makes such a, an effort of time and energy and uh, prayer and hard work to just provide the opportunity for our church to be cared for, supported, protected, so that we can grow and become more and more like Christ. Uh, Father, there's just so many exciting things that are going to happen this semester through all of these different groups. So I just lift them up to you today. And God, I pray for that man, for that woman who is, you know, kind of, you know, thinking about it and maybe even just a little nervous about it. Listen, nothing great was ever accomplished without just taking a step of faith. Take that step today. I promise you, it is not as difficult and hard as you're thinking. God is ready to help you and support you and to see you through being a part of community here at this church. We love you, Father, and we pray these things today in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.